0: The Martine interview is so good. Oh, good. I'm excited to listen to it.
1: Ready? Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's go get a uh-huh. shot. Hey, tell uh, me what
2: you got, little mama.
1: Welcome back to the Girl at the Game podcast, the sports podcast by women for everyone in partnership with CLNS Media. As always, we're your host, Gabrielle, founder of Girl at the Game, and Al of Nesson, and we are back and football season is over, so I don't have to pretend to care anymore. It's great. You're
0: way too excited for me right now. I am.
1: I have <laughs> the weirdest feeling of melancholy. <laughs> okay, well, to be fair... I'm like in a huge baseball mood today. I'm not kidding you. Right now in front of me on the TV, the screen is paused at Drew Barrymore getting a CT scan after getting hit by a ball in fever pitch. I'm in full Red Sox mode today. All I can think about is Fenway Park. All I can think about is baseball. I just, I'm I'm ready. Like my body is ready.
0: Well, that's good because... We have not. an
1: interview with
0: Martin Perez later
1: in the show that you <laughs> That's did. one of the reasons why I'm so fired up. <laughs>
0: however, however, Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl yesterday, and we need to discuss it. Did you watch the game? Yeah.
1: If by watched you mean I sat on the couch with the game on the TV, but I had my AirPods in watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians on my computer, then yes, I watched the Super Bowl. If by watch the Super Bowl, you mean watch the Super Bowl? Then no, I did not watch the Super Bowl.
0: So obviously I was working the game, not physically there, hanging out on the couch watching the game, which was quite nice. Mm, Um, You mean the safe way? So I was kind of just hanging out, looking for stuff to write about during the game. And honestly, aside from the two Brady to Gronk passes that I was really excited about, The rest of the time watching the game, I'm really glad I was distracted by work and looking for stuff to write up because just watching what an absolute, just, they dominated the game, right? It was so, it was kind of really boring other than that. And I just know as a Patriots fan, if that were the Patriots in this game, I would be so hyped and so excited and I would be up to like 4am just Patriots porn every single postgame interview, like every tweet that was tweeted, I I need that content. And I live for that. And watching him do it in a different jersey. Like, I don't I I just miss him. Like, I'm sad. I've been really distracted all season long. And like, it's been fun to watch him for another team. But it really hit me (laughs) in the Super Bowl that he's not a patriot anymore.
1: Kind of reminds me of how I felt when we watched Mookie win with the Dodgers in the World Series. And it's like crazy to me that both Mookie and Brady won their championships in Boston in the same year, two years ago. And then in the first year with their new teams, they won championships again in the same year.
0: Yeah, our two favorite ex-boyfriends. And we're so happy <laughs> to see them happy and doing well. It just didn't yes. work out. We were It was the wrong time. And...
1: Terrible. I joke about
0: this. I joke about this. I know you had so many ex boyfriend tweets on Sunday. (laughs) But no bullshit. March 17th, the day that Tom Brady decided to leave and sign with the boxing free agency, is the day my personal
1: life actually started like falling apart. So I know. I was going to say that was the last day that people could go out to dinner in Massachusetts before COVID. Like, and you went out to dinner and we were texting and you were just like not okay. And immediately shit hit the fans. So no, totally crazy. Also totally crazy that that was almost exactly 11 months ago. We're like a week removed from that.
0: Yeah. It's like Tom Brady left me a bunch of personal real world life stuff going on. And then, Oh, global pandemic. Like we're going to shut the NBA down too. And it was just like, what a week that was. And it was just such a horrible time. <laughs> and now like we've come full circle and Tom Brady won a super bowl and he now has more fucking super bowls than like every single franchise in the nfl and he's coming back we're gonna do this again next year with him and gronk and i'm gonna have to watch camille and giselle celebrating in bucks red oh
1: i'm sad guys you can't see but right now al looks so sad she looks so forlorn she looks like a sad puppy i can't even take it Especially seeing a stadium full of people and obviously a lot of cardboard cutouts too but like the whole thing was just kind of crazy I don't know like this whole year of watching sports but not being able to go to the games and then like getting ready for baseball when we haven't been to a Red Sox game in like a year and a half it just feels so surreal like I almost don't remember at this point like what pre-pandemic life felt like like I don't remember what it was like to not triple check that you have a mask every time you leave the house to carry hand sanitizer around with you everywhere and just like be genuinely terrified to come in contact with any other human beings like i don't remember what life felt like before all of this i know it's trippy like like a black mirror episode oh speaking of
0: which halftime show Mm. did you watch
1: the halftime show i know you at least watched that i did take off my headphones and pause kardashians by the way kardashians is like a thing that happened because our you yeah, have puppy... you been
0: have you been wa- i didn't know you were keeping up with the kardashians fan I Side was before we talk about I, the
1: weekend i wasn't i really wasn't but there are like a couple of things that we just need to note because i've been wa- i have watched like in order now i found a reddit that like listed out the order of all the seasons plus the spinoffs so that i could make sure i watched it in order and the reason that this happened is because we got a new puppy and she was having a hard time sleeping. And I was like trying to think of like something that I could put on that was really long, but that I wouldn't really be interested in watching. So I could just like have it on. And we got Peacock. So I just put on, I was like, okay, there's like 50 seasons of this thing. This is great. I can put this on. And it was working. But then, of course, I got hooked into the kardashians so i have now watched like five seasons of keeping up with the kardashians i've watched all of courtney and chloe take miami i've watched courtney and kim take new york like i'm like in it now it's insane also it's really funny to like remember what they used to look like before all of the plaza surgery and like all of that it is wild i was never one of those people who liked trashy reality tv shows but this is such good bad content it's yeah. so good <laughs> Anyway, Um, but there was this funny moment when Kim is single and Chris is trying to set her up with people. And she's like listing out all these people who are single. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because she asks Kim if Kim wants to be set up with A-Rod. And Kim's response is, I feel like everybody's boned A-Rod. Right now there are rumors going around that A-Rod cheated on J-Lo, which like, how do you A, get J-Lo and then B, cheat on J-Lo? That doesn't make sense um, to me, but... Do you know professional athletes? (laughs) Yes, I do. I know. I'm just saying, like, not every professional athlete is engaged to J-Lo.
0: Yeah, men but they, that's – men are dumb, especially those – Yeah, men are dumb. No offense. Anyway, but so, um, offense. yeah,
1: I watch, I watch Kardashians now, but – You pause show, it for the halftime I pause, show. I pause it for the halftime show because I love the weekend. What did you think of this performance? Because it's, like, very mixed reviews. Okay, this is my this is my thing. It's pretty difficult to be
0: running around out there – singing right not lip syncing and moving around I mean not all of us can be I don't know if you saw those videos of Miley Cyrus like belting out Mm -hmm. her song and running on the treadmill but that's really difficult to do and I mean I like the weekend too I was surprised that he got the Super Bowl show halftime show in the first place just because that's a different vibe you know what I mean like I feel like Bruno Bruno Mars Bruno Mars Mars was great too yeah Bruno Mars is Super Bowl and I'm not. The weekend is like what,
1: Coachella, and
0: yeah, like I'm not a huge Bruno Mars fan. Like in the car on my own, but like I'll listen to The Weekend on my own, right? But mm-hmm. I still prefer Bruno Mars at the halftime show, just because one, he's like just a performer, right? But I don't know. The weekend was kind of like I just felt like I needed an upper after it, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know for lack of a better feeling or phrase to describe my feeling. I needed an upper. I mean I love his, it's music not his a lot. Fault.
1: It's not his fault. He shouldn't have been in that position no. to begin with. It's like they should have had a better show. For than that. Exactly. I just I just remember like after it was over, I kind of like turned to Mike and I was like that's it. That was the whole halftime show? I I just it felt wow. very anti-climactic.
0: like wait, he's not bringing anyone out? Why isn't anyone coming out? Like part of me hoped like Miley Cyrus was going to run out there cuz I knew she was doing um like Something a else. concert afterwards, whatever for healthcare workers. So I was just like waiting for that to happen and it never did. It was just him the whole time. And you're like, okay, last year I was watching JLo and Shakira torque. So I like that better.
1: I can't believe that was only a year ago. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of anticlimactic. Also though, I feel like we said he set up for failure. This is kind of the first real concert that the world has had in like a year almost so I I feel like no one really knew what to expect and kind of the expectations are just kind of insane like that's just you know you're gonna have to resurrect Prince and bring him back if you want like an actual first post-pandemic concert to like live up to the hype especially at the Super Bowl
0: that's true and I'm surprised that it it wasn't more I'm surprised the NFL didn't make it more of a production than it was but Then again, I could be wrong. I don't think the Super Bowl pays people to do the halftime show. I think I read The Weeknd put put like a couple mil into that performance to make it visually and creatively how he wanted it in terms of like mise-en-scene and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You would think they'd use it as an opportunity to like really go all out and that they could hypothetically pull anyone they wanted with. We know Jay-Z won't do it. So that's probably the only exception. (laughs) But other than that, like who else wouldn't want to do a show right now? Performers have to be itching.
1: Anyway, okay, so Super Bowl is over. Thoughts and prayers to you and my boyfriend and anyone else who actually cares about football. Um, I did want to say, though, just to note, I found it, like, really weird and uncomfortable how much hate Patrick Mahomes' fiancé slash baby mama gets on social media. I saw a couple of her clips where she's, like, screaming or, you know, being very whatever enthusiastic and i can get why that would be kind of annoying to people but at the same time have you never been excited for someone you love have you never cared about something super passionately she's supporting the guy she's been dating since what middle school junior high whatever the guy who's like the father of her child who she's marrying wouldn't you be doing the same thing and all all these like Nasty guys on Twitter were like, can't believe Mahomes has to go home to this. And it's like, oh, yeah, poor Patrick Mahomes. He has to go home to his pretty smart, successful fiance, who's the mother of his child in their multi million dollar home as multi millionaires. Like, yes, poor Patrick Mahomes. So sad for him. Thoughts and prayers. Like, it's just, it's so mean and nasty. And like forever, just the fact that whenever you're critiquing women, like, you know, it becomes a thing about their looks. Or that they don't know sports stuff like that. There was so much of that commenting on social media, and I just hate it. It just bothers me. Like they're happy, they're in love. Why? Like why do you care? Yeah,
0: I don't know. The internet's gonna internet, I guess. And hopefully, Hmm. at the end of the day, she has that same mentality where, like, whatever, she's laughing all the way to the bank and to her probably sick walk-in closet and Hmm. all the other cool shit that they probably have in the Mahomes mansion,
1: the Mahanshin.
0: I'm so lame. That. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm so lame. But yeah, all right. So football's over. We've got basketball and hockey by themselves for a little while. By the way, I just have to say like, if you're not, I know you watch UConn women's basketball, but our listeners, if you're not watching UConn women's basketball games, oh my God, you are missing out. Paige Becker's is so good. Absolute fire. Just this like so is fun is to my watch. favorite, Cooper. Like pure hooper
0: that I have seen in a long time. Like mm. men or women's game. I'm excited about this chick.
1: She's apparently the first husky ever with back to back 30 point games. This girl is a freshman. She's already setting records, breaking other people's records. Like Paige Becker's is breaking Sue Bird records. That's crazy. She's a freshman. They're so fun to watch. So yeah, that's just Hell, my little plug.
0: Yeah. And Start watching now before March Madness and the tournament rolls are on so you guys know what the hell you're talking about and you know what's up with our girl Paige. Bet on UConn all year for sure.
1: And now I caught up with friend of the pod, Martin Perez, today. We talked a little bit about like, how he's been spending the offseason, what he's been doing to stay in shape. He has picked up an adorable new offseason fitness activity I love it so much and it's just it's so cute and wholesome he talked to me about what Red Sox fans can expect from the team this year and how excited he is to play for Alex Cora it was just great he's the best and honestly like I have been fired up all day after talking to Martin because he is just like the way that he talks about the Red Sox and Red Sox fans is so special and his reasons for wanting to come back here even after the drama with his contract negotiations were really special honestly like the standard that he holds himself and his teammates to is admirable you'll hear it when we talk but i just i have been fired up all day enjoy <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready.
2: Yes, I'm happy to be back okay. right with the team, and I'm really excited to you know pitch for the Red Sox again.
1: Well, I know that Red Sox Nation is so excited that you're back. I'm so excited that you're back, and I'm so glad that you're back on the podcast so that we can catch up because it feels like the off season's been really long, even though I spoke to you like three months ago. Uh, what do you? Yeah. What have you been up to?
2: I was, you know, spending all my off-season in Venezuela with my family. You know, I was working out, uh, enjoying my family. There's nothing that you can I mean, you can do much down there because, you know, our country not, is not really good. But where I'm from and where I grew up, everything is okay. And I just, you know, spend the time with my family and, you know, trying to get ready for the season.
1: So has this off-season felt – Different than normal than you know what what you would call a normal off season. Obviously, every off season is different, but does a COVID off season feel different?
2: Yes, I mean when I fly back to Venezuela and you know I I just spend time in my house and it's good because you don't have to wear a mask. You know you don't have people you know behind you. Hey, wear your mask. Hey, do this, do that. I mean. Was was a little bit different, but at the same time, we're just trying to take care of our family. But, you know, it's hard situation right now around the world. And we have to, you know, learn how we need to live with the uh, coronavirus. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but, you know, we'll have more choice.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been crazy to think that about a month from now, it'll be the one-year anniversary of boston yeah. shutting down for coronavirus which is crazy
2: yes it is it is but i think it's something that we need to learn you know with all this situation you know it's it's not easy because you live the life different i mean how you've been you know doing everything or how you've been living the life is total different but uh totally different but you know like i say it's something that God wants us to learn from this situation.
1: I, I definitely feel like uh, the world needs a serious reality check. But uh, let's talk about baseball because I feel like there's so much, you know, COVID is just so much in every conversation right now. And I want to talk to you about baseball because I am so excited for baseball to finally come back. It was a little bit, you know, interesting with the Red Sox this offseason season. Was there something specific that kind of uh, turns the conversation around that led to you coming back? Was it different because Alex Cora is coming back? Um, what kind of changed the conversation?
2: You know what, I come back because I feel good. The feeling that I feel last year was, you know, really special for me because I feel that I was growing up on 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 the Red Sox organization. And I coming back because the fans, because the media people, and because Alex Cora is gonna be back too. So, you know, it's something that I've been, you know, that there was a dream come true to play with Alex Cora, and and now I'm gonna have a chance to perform for him and for the for the organization, and especially for the fans. But like I said, I come back because I feel good, and I feel. That, uh, that, that I feel like a home. So that's why, that's why one of the reasons that I, that I signed with the Red Sox game.
1: That's so amazing to hear because I'm sure you know a lot of players really don't want to play in Boston because the fans are crazy and the media is crazy and we have such high expectations. So it's really nice to hear you say that you actually want to be here for all of those reasons that a lot of players maybe get kind of scared off by how intense <laughs> Red Sox fans are? Yeah.
2: One thing that I always say is I'm never scared because we're not perfect. Nobody is perfect, but if you don't want the media talk negative things about you or about your career, the only thing that you can do is just go up there and and do the, your, your job. I mean, just go up there and, and give a chance to your team to win every five games. I mean, that's the only thing that we we can do. I mean, control what you can control and Beside that, it's nothing that you can do. I mean, just prepare every five days. I mean, I just need to, you know, prepare my body, my mind for go out there and fight every five days and, you know, trying to put zeros on the score to make my team comfortable to win the game.
1: I always think about Pedro in 2004. He just said, all I can do is go out there and pitch. Kind of saying, like, control what you can control, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to do too much, you're not. Don't think that you're going to get good results. I mean, if you go out there and then you enjoy what you do and, and, and you do, like, make make the thing, you know, easy. Don't make the thing too hard because it's going to be hard to get wherever you're going to be. It's trying to to enjoy it. I mean, throw the ball where you want to throw the ball, and, and, and after you throw the ball, you can do anything because you don't control that. Um, so that that's very
1: easy. Exactly. So, all right, so you you feel ready and uh you talk about your mind, your body, everything has to be ready. So, what do you do? Anything special that you have like a tradition or a specific training or method that you use to make yourself just feel like you're 100% ready to go out there and shut down the Yankees for 7 innings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, no, I, I think I don't change anything. I just, I just do my work, my off-season workout and, but uh, you know, trying to you know stretch my body a lot, just uh, stretch my arm, do all the things that make me feel strong, and that's how I feel right now. I feel strong. I feel that I'm ready to, you know, to get to spring training and do do that the. the uh, the job, and you just know, trying to get ready, face heaters, and work on my pitches. But I think I don't change anything. I mean, the only thing that I change is just because I start doing bike. And it's really good because I feel strong, my, my legs. But that's the only, I think, the only different thing that I do this all season
1: So you've been doing, like, spinning or bike riding outside?
2: Outside with, you know, a couple of my family. And we do bike for, like, two and a half hours every day. Uh, wow! No. Yeah, and it was it was pretty fun because I ride a bike, and everybody know that was that, that was me. And, and hey, Martin, how you doing? Can I take a picture? And I had to stop, take a picture. sign over Because where 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 I come from is you know a small town, and everybody know who is Martin Perez, and you know I enjoy that too. But you know, it was it was pretty fun.
1: That's so nice. I love riding my bike here, but uh, I would recommend maybe don't ride a bike in Boston because uh, <laughs> the dri- the drivers are. I'm sure you've noticed a little bit crazy. So <laughs> may- maybe just ride around like the warning track at the ballpark or something if you want to do that during the season.
2: Yeah, I, I think during the season I don't I don't have any plan to ride a bike in Boston because a lot of traffic too. Yeah, and I don't know the season as well, but uh, you know just. Trying to maintain my body, to maintain my body strong and and ready for pitch.
1: That's so good, and it's it's like good to hear that you're switching things up because I feel like one of the things that you hear about a lot of players is that they really love their routine so much, even if it's the same routine they've had since they were 19 years old, and they don't they don't change that routine. And then you're like, but you're not 19 years old anymore. I mean, if I stayed up all night like I did in college. I probably would want to die, you know. You have to you have to change your routine to um to adapt as you go on in your career.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but one thing that I always say to like the youngest guys, I always say, if you have a routine and that routine make you to the big league and you start in big league and you you start getting like good results, winning games, hitting good, you do everything that you have to do. There's no way that you come on. This, uh, you come next year with different routine, everything is different. Don't think that you're going to have results quick. It's going to take time because it's something different that you mind trying to process. So it's not easy to do t- new things and and, and, and and you put it on practice and, and you're going to go to the game and, and you're going to see, okay, I feel good, I start hitting good, I start pitching good. There's no way. It's going to take time. So that's why I always have the same routine. and. You're going to have good games, you're going to have bad game, but that is part of the life, that is part of the business, that is part of baseball. So that's how I think and, and that's how you need to do the things. I mean, and I'm never scared to try things because I've been trying a lot of things on, on my career, but I don't change all my routine. I mean, i just trying to agree something new on my mechanic, on my stuff and my pitch stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to take time to you, to your mind process, what you do, what you're trying to do uh, uh, new, you know?
1: Absolutely. Okay. So we talked last time about how it was kind of a bummer to be in Boston, but not really be able to experience Boston. You know, you couldn't have fans in the stands. You couldn't go out to eat dinner. You couldn't go do anything that a tourist would want to do if they were visiting the city. So hopefully this year, things will be a little bit different. You know, we're all going to get those vaccines and things will get better. So you guys don't have to just sit in your apartments the whole time you're not at the ballpark. Is there something that you're most looking forward to doing in Boston besides having fans in the stands at Fenway Park?
2: One thing that I that I have in my mind and and that I want to do is, you know, pitch a good game and see the, uh, the faces of the fans. I mean, the, to see the people enjoy how I do my job. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what one thing that I want to see. I want to see a fan happy. I want to see a fan to enjoy the game. I want to see a fan to have a time to to don't spend too much much time in the the field last year and have a chance to come see us this year. I want to see a fan like enjoy the game, a fan happy. That's one thing that I want to see, you know. We have to stay together to, you know, to give it a you know, great games every every day to the fans because, I mean, they do a great job to us last year, support us, and, and I think it's time to us as a teammate to do the same for the fans.
1: I know that uh, when fans are finally allowed in Fenway Park, it is going to be the most epic day in Boston, maybe in the history of the ballpark, because, <laughs> I, I mean, we are like, I literally went to Fenway Park three weeks ago and I couldn't go in obviously because you can't go in but I was outside walking around and at one point I just leaned against the wall and I was like let me in I just I miss you so much like that's that's how Red Sox fans feel I mean it's crazy I haven't been inside Fenway Park since December 2019 now so you know I think that the day that you're talking about when fans are allowed in Fenway Park is gonna be an absolute party. I think it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And you know, you've got you've got a new manager. Well, he's a new manager for you, but for a lot of your teammates, he was already their manager. Um you got a lot of new teammates, some new pitchers in the rotation with you, Kike Hernandez. What do you think fans can expect from the 2021 Red Sox? Do you think that you guys are going to have a better year this year? Do you think that you know, maybe there's like some Postseason in your future?
2: I think we have to have a better year. We need to have a better year. I don't want to think, okay, we're going to be better than last year. No, we, we don't have excuse. I mean, we're going to play 162 games. It's not my excuse because, oh, we, we're just only going to play 60 games. We may, we're maybe not going to have a chance because we don't have a starter now. We don't have excuse. I mean, we have a good team. I mean, you don't have to have – like, uh, you know, big names on the team. I mean, all the 26 men have to be the superstar. No way. Like I said, everybody knows what they have to do. Everybody has to, you know, put things together. And at the end of the night, we just need to win the game. It doesn't matter how we win. It doesn't matter how you pitch. It doesn't matter how you hit the ball. The only thing that we have to focus is win games. And I think it's not excuse for us because we have time to prepare. We they're not gonna stop the spring training again. We want we want to do everything what we've been doing years before. So we have to have a great, good, good year. I mean, it's not excuse. We have all this back. We have new teammates, new players, new coaches. I mean, I think they've been doing things because they want they want us to win. So, like I say, I don't think so. I, the only thing that I can say is we have to have a good year. That's it.
1: Well. I'm fired up now. This makes me want baseball, like, even more than I already did. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to come to Funway and watch you pitch. Thank you so much for hopping on with me today again. And I'm very excited to finally come see you play at Funway. I think it's going to be an amazing year.
2: Yeah. I want you just to tell you appreciate it for all the team that you write for me. I mean, thank you so much, and I'll be available for you anytime.
1: You are the best. I cannot wait for the season to start. I'm wishing you an amazing spring training, good health, and a ton of strikeouts.
2: Ah, Thank you very much. That's I mean, I'll give you a chance to hitters. I mean, just go out there and attack, attack. That's the key.
1: I think the Red Sox are actually going to attack this year. I think people are underestimating them.
2: Like I say, it's not excuse. We have to have a good year.
1: I love to hear that. That's exactly what Red Sox fans love to hear. They love to hear that their team is fired up. So I am going to let you go because I know you're very busy. But thank you so much. And I hope I will get to see you soon.
2: Yeah, take care. Have a great day.
1: You too. By the way, I went to Dunkin' today during the snowstorm. Mm-hmm. This is not a plug. I wish they would sponsor me, but they don't, but they should. Dunkin', please sponsor us. I tried their like Valentine's Day pink velvet and oh my God, it's so good.
0: Pink velvet what? Drink. drink?
1: What, what? Drink? What do you mean? Pink velvet. What is in this? Okay. So let me look up what it's actually, what it, it's in it. It's, it's like a pink velvet. It's one of their swirls, like their flavor swirls. It's apparently like a red velvet cupcake flavor. So it's made with espresso, red velvet cake flavor, and hints of smooth cream cheese icing. I'm not like a person who likes really sweet things. Like I like like just a little bit of sweetness. I don't like a ton of, you know, crap in my drinks, which is why most of the Starbucks menu is totally wasted on me because I usually don't put anything in my coffee. But I went today, I got a small decaf ice latte with oat milk. And one pump of the Dunkin' Pink Velvet Flavor Swirl. And I am not kidding you. I am texted Cassie Epstein immediately after. And I was like, you need to go order this drink immediately. It is so good. And it's pink. Your, your, your drink is pink, which is just cute. But it tastes so good. So this is like my plug. I got a small decaf today. And also, low-key life hack always ask for less ice in your drink like say light ice when you order your drink because half oh, the time your Duncan. drink is 60% you ice cream,
0: so. you have to at Dunkin
1: you get so screwed over when you don't ask for light ice cuz it's just your your drink is you know gone in 5 seconds so
0: also hilarious that it's a blizzard and we're talking about how to order your iced coffee i had a friend visiting from arizona recently and saw me ordering iced coffee and he was just like what
1: are you doing mike and i went to the dunks drive-through a couple weeks ago and it was 18 degrees outside and he asked me why i was still getting an iced coffee and i looked at him like have you never met me before i was so shocked <laughs> i was like what is happening right now you see me drinking iced coffee every single day at home i i had a tiktok today actually because you know i'm trying to be a youth and be on tiktok tell me you're a masshole without telling me you're a mass-hole. And the video is my Dunkin' Cup sitting in a snowbank in our backyard as the snow is falling around it. And that's the whole video because that's exactly what it is. Like, I will be drinking my ice dunks if it is 10 degrees outside, if it is 100 degrees outside. Just putting that I out did there. get a
0: hot coffee today, I admit. I like a nice hot coffee. What? And sometimes I get a nice matcha even. So I really switch it up. But it was coming down like a blizzard today in Western Mass. And me and my little sister had to dust my car off right before and my hands were numb the entire 10 minute drive to our little coffee shop that we go to. And there was no way. I honestly actually had that encounter. I ordered the coffee and I said, a medium iced coffee with oat milk. And then I said, oh, no, 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 I don't want iced. Can I do hot, please? And it was the first time I did it all year. Because up until that, I'd been drinking iced coffees or iced machos, really. But I feel uh, like
1: I don't even know Today was the
0: day. Today was the day I ordered myself a nice hot coffee.
1: My best friend in San Diego. I mean, she's from the East Coast, but she lives in San Diego now. She just drinks hot coffees. In California. Like we both used to live in LA and we would go out to get coffee and she would always order an extra hot latte. And I was like, you are such a weirdo. It's 85 degrees outside. Who drinks hot coffee when it's 85? I understand you. That is weirder
0: than drinking iced coffee in the winter. There's no debate.
1: Sorry. No, no debate. Anyway. <laughs> this, this had like this was absolutely zero on, on top of we get except for the fact that all Boston sports are sponsored by Duncan. So everything's technically everyone in Boston technically runs on Duncan. So you know it's not off topic. So hope you enjoyed the conversation with Martine. Hope you enjoyed our Kardashian themed Super Bowl conversation. <laughs> We're tired in case you couldn't tell. It's been a week and I'm it's only tired, boss. It's only Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday. Today's my Monday. I thought it was Wednesday.
0: Today's technically my Monday now.
1: Well, anyway, one thing I just want to plug really quickly. I was on on a different podcast this week. I was on Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast presented by Blue Wire Pods. I was on their Fever Pitch episode. It was so much fun and it got me super, super emotional. And that's why I was watching Fever Pitch before we recorded. And if you're a fan of that movie just go listen it was so fun it got me very uh nostalgic and i just i cannot wait to be back at fenway park like i'm gonna go in there and i'm just gonna cry for like a solid 30 minutes in public like i don't care you'll see me crying i have no shame it will not be the first time i will have openly weeped at fenway park in front of people i'm like counting down the days i'm living that's like the only thing i'm living for at this point (laughs) Yeah, I'm really
0: looking forward to the first time I can go into the press box and go to the Sunday machine and make myself yeah, a that's nice all little ice you
1: cream. About is the Even
0: when I go to a game as a fan, I text whoever's in the press box, usually Chris Catillo. shout out, Senor Catillo, and I'm like, yo, can you charge my phone and bring me an ice cream?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> and he so does, you're not the only, every time. You're not the only one who asks for phone charging when you're not in the press box, so it's not just me? No. Now that I'm at the ballpark for like at least five hours at a time, what kind of amateur nonsense is it to not bring a portable charger with you when you go to a sporting event if you're working or at least a somewhat professional I, person? I
0: never well. bring a portable charger, honestly. Yeah, but you play always... fast
1: and loose and I'm an anxious creature. So we're very different. Yeah, now. but
0: I also have an—I have like four outlets in front of me in my seat in the press box. Like
1: I'm saying like if you're not in the oh. press box, like if, if it's a day where I'm watching in the stands.
0: Oh, like I haven't had a day like that in so long. And mm. when I am, I really make the most of it and probably get a little too buzzed to care about my phone. <laughs> that stays in the purse.
1: See, our listeners don't know. I mean, they probably know a little bit, but you and I are very different in that regard because I almost never drink. And on the rare occasion that I do get a beer at a ball game, I never finish it. Oh, I hate beer. <laughs> <laughs> but- what do you drink at Funway? Like a $16 um, kettle, one lemonade? Yeah,
0: sure do. <laughs> go, I don't go to games as a fan often, and I don't drink often either. Like, I don't go out either because I work at night. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long. So I don't, can't tell you the last time I went to a game as a fan. It might have been the 2019 NBA playoff. An NBA playoff game against the Pacers in the first round of the 2019 playoffs. That's the last time Aaron. I went to a game as a
1: fan. Do you know what is the biggest robbery in sports? The fact that I didn't get to cover an Eastern Conference finals last year. Okay. Well, yes. But I meant like in general, not just like personally, me or you. The upcharge on drinks at sporting events. I was at a Celtics game last year, told Mike I would buy us drinks. So during halftime, I went in search of truly seltzers. And Mike is allergic to pineapple. And I'm like going around and I'm like looking at all the different like, you know, stands that little kiosks that sell booze. And I can't find one that has Trulies or like any kind of alcoholic seltzer. I finally find one and it was literally an entire section of the freezer or the fridge was Trulies. They were all pineapple. I'm not even kidding you. It was like 200 pineapple Trulies. I even took a picture to send to Mike because I was like, he's not going to believe me it was 200 Trulys, and they were all pineapple but how expensive were those trulies they were like 14 dollars each yeah. how expensive is a six pack of trulies at the liquor store like 10 dollars. <laughs> like, i just people are so nice they always want to buy me a beer at a, at a fenway game they're like if i see you i'm gonna buy you a beer i'm like that's really nice but can you buy me tater tots instead like i know i'm such a liz lemon at this point You don't need to spend $20 buying me some crappy beer at Fenway Park. Just buy me tater tots for $5. Even that's overpriced. Come on. That's all I want. All I want is like Fenway cheesy tots and a uh, chocolate milkshake from the tasty burger stand behind the grandstand. That's all I want in life.
0: We're going to get there one day. Just hang in there, kid.
1: We'll get there soon. All right, okay, so this is, <laughs> this has been your food episode of Girl at the Game. This
0: went off the rails uh, so easily and quickly in so many different areas.
1: Doesn't it always? Okay, so this has been your February 9th episode of the Girl at the Game podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Girl at the Game. Happy early Valentine's Day to everybody except Bobby Valentine. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are so excited. We've got some great guests coming up for you, including Catherine Veritech, who I talked to this week. And hopefully we will be able to record together soon because those vaccines are coming. I'm going to go eat the box of Russell Stover chocolates that I bought for myself at the drugstore today. Love that for you. Yum. We will talk to you next week.
2: Uh Let's go get them, Chad. It's